This is an after-school program podcast. Welcome to the Home Studio Hangout Podcast, where we explore what it's like building, running, and working out of a home studio with your hosts, Joshua Matatuck, Andrew Simmons, and many guests in different areas of the music industry. Hello there, and welcome to the very first episode of the Home Studio Hangout Podcast. My name is Andrew Simmons. You can also call me Drew. I am a producer and mix engineer from Greenville, South Carolina. Um, My co-host, Josh, that'll be joining me in a little bit, uh, he is a producer and songwriter from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We are very stoked to be doing this. This is something that he and I have been talking about for a good long while. I think we've been prepping for it about eight months, kind of getting everything together, making sure we have a few backlogs of episodes, uh, being able to release a bunch at one time up front, and having a few more to kind of trickle out as we get used to everything, getting all of our tech right. But it is here. We are excited to present this to you guys Um, so just a note, some of these, like I said, were recorded, um, in earlier 2020, Josh was in Florida at the time and has since moved back to Pennsylvania, uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, so the timeline on some of these are a little jumbled and the order on some of these are a little, uh, messed up, but they should be in roughly the correct order that we recorded them in, but it does, that does, shouldn't really matter. Uh, the content and the conversations that he and I have and that he and I have with other people are still, um, extremely relevant, extremely good information. Uh, we had a great time recording all of these and today's episode, very first episode is on a favorite topic of he and I, which is microphones. Um, but also not just microphones, but how to have a very uh, forward-thinking mentality when making larger purchases. We kind of go into that there on the end. Um, But we're so excited to present this to you. Thanks for being here. I hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome back to Home Studio Hangout with your boys, Josh. I am not Josh, but we're here with Josh. That was and, so loud. And uh, <laughs> like, like, like in, in my stupid head, like, though, it was funny because it's like, oh, I'm basically just a giant can of sparkling water. You are, and then I I opened it and I just clipped like a positive <laughs> fifty thousand decibels. You're you're the living embodiment of Lacroix. Okay, this is aha. Uh-huh. Okay, thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're the yeah. living embodiment of off-brand Lacroix. <laughs> hey, you know it, dude. It's me, your boy. You know, What's up? it's your boy, Josh. <laughs> it's your it's your boy, aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> And myself, Drew, um, I am stoked to be here. I have had a long day. Um, I am ready to chat. Me and Josh were actually having a good conversation. 
while I was driving home today about his recent delve into the world of microphones. As you've seen on the name of this episode, today we are talking about microphones. And also, on a little bit more of like a broader topic, we're talking about when you should buy nice things and when it's a waste of money. Yeah, that's, I mean, strategic, it's, I think a thing we're going to talk about more so than anything is like strategically, strategically purchasing microphones. Right. That's probably like the biggest approach we're going to take today. But first, let's start with, for those of you who are new to the recording world, um, we have, and you, you're like, oh. A microphone. It's that thing that I plug into an interface so I can be heard. Yes, you're correct. It's the thing that we are both talking into right now, though we are actually both talking into two different kinds of microphones because yeah. Josh is using his Slate mic, which is a large diaphragm condenser microphone, which is one of the four types. Um, I am talking into my Shure SM7B, which is a dynamic microphone. Um, we also have another two types of microphones. We have a small diaphragm condenser microphone, which is like you would think similar to the one Josh is using, except the diaphragm in which it picks up sound. Mine are in my car or else is much smaller. Flash them on screen. A lot of people like to call them pencil condensers because they look like little, little like sticks, like I pencils. Have a little, I'm holding a little flashlight right now and just picture this flashlight if it was a yeah, dude, that's that's actually really good. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it looks like. KM eighty fours look like flashlights to me. One thirty seven. Um, <laughs> and then there are also the fourth type, which are like a really fun type of character microphone, ribbon microphones. Um, which I don't know. We might talk about today. I might like. We might delve into the world of some ribbon microphones. Um. But yeah, I think I think uh, mainly where we're gonna live is the large diaphragm condenser microphone. Um, but you might ask, well, why are there so many different types of microphones? You know, um, well, dynamic, generally speaking, are is used for things like uh, basically if you're if you've ever played live. All of those microphones you used are dynamic microphones, probably. Um, like mics that you would use to mic your amp. A sh- uh, a, the, the good old Shure SM58 and 57. Like, they are workhorse microphones. They are dynamic microphones are made to take really high SPL, which is stands for sound pressure level. Um, so, like you can put it right up to a, a amp, a guitar amp that's cranked all the way past 11 and it'll blow into that mic and it will not break. Uh, you can put it on a snare and that guy is just whacking away on the snare and it's not going to bust the mic. Um, and it won't distort as easily either. Cause they have a very, uh, a very, I guess, low natural gain is, I guess, with the way you would approach it. Uh, so yeah, those are those kind of microphones. Microphones you would use on a really loud, 
loud uh, source. And you might say, Andrew, you're using a dynamic microphone on your voice right now. Why? Well, one, it was cheaper than a lot um, of other things. Two, uh, whenever I'm recording rappers and people who scream a lot, like metal vocalists and um, indie indie vocalists that might want to have like a really dark tone, uh, I use this SM7B that you see in front of my face right here. Um, and then Josh, on the other hand, is using a condenser microphone. Yeah. Condensers. Condenser. Which, in a short term, a condenser, where, micro, where a dynamic gives you, like, you know, a really small uh, frame of reference but can take a lot of high SPL, like I said, a condenser is made to capture detail. When you think yeah. of condenser, think of detail. Yeah. So yeah. a lot detail. of vocal mics. Uh, mics to would use to capture room sounds, pianos, um, overheads, mics on drums, things like that. Yeah. Um, and we won't really... Small diaphragm condensers essentially do the exact same thing, except with a different style of uh, diaphragm. And a ribbon microphone... Fun fact, uses a literal ribbon in the microphone. They're actually really tall. Um, and they do not take very high SPL at all because they will break. But we're not going to talk about them very much. We might actually do a whole different episode on just ribbon microphones. Today, we're going to focus in on just really just large diaphragm condenser microphones. We'll talk a little bit about the SM7B as an option. Um as a dynamic microphone for your voice, but really we're talking about microphones used for your voice. So Josh, hit us with your dilemma. All right, so I bought this Slate mic a few months ago because I was using an SM7B. I was doing a lot of uh, top lines, and I was like, you know what? I want something that makes me sound pretty. So I bought this. It was on sale for 500 bucks. Um, all the models are pretty sick on it. You know, like in a mix, everything sounds fairly authentic. It gets a little sibilant, but for new people, other than top that, lines no being what? What? I said for new people, top lines being def- defined as the uh, the lyrics and melody. Yeah, of a some song. people don't know what that is though. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, I bought this. I like it. The only issue is is that um, it does sound a little cheap on the top end. Um, cheap being like a very brittle high end, um, which I'm cool with. Like, I mean, I feel like our generation, we kind of grew up using bad gear. Um, you know, it's like a lot of like the people that came before us, like how they got their start is that they interned at these massive studios. So they were running, you know, $15,000 vocal rigs. And like, that's what they were working off of for us. You know, I, um, I used a really crappy, um bluebird mic then i got the sm7b then i got a vanguard which the vanguard was actually pretty nice but it was like it sounded okay on me but it sounded Mm -hmm. bad on everybody i worked with (laughs) so i (laughs) sold it um got this mic and so far this mic sounds pretty much good for just about everybody um but the one thing that i'm really missing is like that smooth top end it does pop really really well but i don't always work with pop music 
and uh, I like a lot of like mid-forward vocals. So what I'm running into, um, you know, I was listening to a podcast uh, by Matt Rad, and he was talking to Matt Beckley, who's a vocal producer, and um, they kind of said like the best thing to do is to like get the mic that you want and learn it really, really well. And um, I found it interesting to hear that Matt Rad, you know, he's worked with One Direction, 30 Seconds to Mars, uh, I want to say like the Wombats, like all these huge artists. And his main mic has always been this uh, U87 that he has, which Very, I thought was... And a lot of those artists are really pop-leaning pop rock. Right. Like you would, you would think that most of them were tracking on like references or C800s or mm-hmm. 251s, you know? But he just uses a U87, which I thought was interesting. And the reason why is because it takes EQ really, really well and because he knows how it sounds. And I thought that that was interesting because he kind of came up under like the rock kind of uh, kind of sound. Like he uh, he came up under, I believe it was Eric Valentine. Mm-hmm. So um, it kind of made sense. Like that microphone was used on every single record that he grew up listening to. And same for me, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of just figured it out where it's like well if i'm always looking for more mids in all of these songs that i'm doing then there's a good chance that i shouldn't be you know using a microphone that seems to be doing pretty good for pop music right now so i decided i'm gonna get a u87 and the reason behind that is because of well everything i just said but also because um you know, I think I'm finally at that point where it's like, I just need to get one of the flagship mics, learn how to use it really well. Mm-hmm. And then whenever I need that super clean, pristine pop mic, like a 251 or a manly reference, it's like, I'll have the money to just buy whatever I want at that point. For sure. Know? So so let's break this down before we kind of go through the process of how we... Because me and you've been, been talking about this for the last like week or so, something like that. Um, something like that, on and off for the last week. Uh, so let's break down this first section of talking about this. So, if you're new and you're hearing us shout a bunch of numbers, <laughs> like an eighty-seven or yeah. a ref C, uh, numbers and letters, um, you have no idea what we're, ta- what we're talking about. Um, we are going to have show notes for this episode um on the website uh where we are gonna have hi jacob (laughs) where we're gonna have um all of all of the mics that we talk about linked in those show notes so that if you're new and you want to know what we're talking about when we say a ref c we're talking about a manly reference c microphone um it's a very awesome microphone, very widely used in pop music. You'll know what that looks like. You can see, you know, maybe you've seen one before. Maybe you were touring a studio and you saw one or you were watching a studio tracking video and you saw somebody use one, right? Um, or um, a Sony, uh, what are the freaking, whatever it is. C800. Yeah, the Sony C800. Maybe you're a big fan of Periphery and you saw that Spencer for the last two records has been tracking, fun fact, Spencer for the last two Periphery records have been, has been tracking his vocals on a Sony C800. 
Really? Through own, yeah, through his own vocal chain. Dude, it sounds so good, too. I didn't like, know that he was on that. It would make yeah. sense, though. It does make sense. He used to use a Sony, uh, not a Sony. He used to use a Manly Reference C, but I think he switched over to a uh, the C800. Yeah. Anyway, both of those microphones are very expensive, and a lot very of expensive. you probably aren't at the level that we're talking about yet. But we're going to talk about why Josh is making the decision that he's making right now. So, breaking this down. Josh does a lot of different kinds of music and he's, he's specializing in vocals. So that's one reason he really needs to have the, the ability to track the best he can on his vocals to really sell the artist or the producer or whoever he's working with on the top line or the melody and lyrics that he wrote for that song that he is pitching to them. Yep, and to be honest with you, I would probably if it wasn't for the fact that I'm also getting into like live vocal production, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be considering this at all because the slate mic does enough. Because at the end of the day, if I'm just sending a reference to somebody, then no one's gonna hear my vocal take besides the band, and exactly. this mic does that extremely well. But Josh is leaning into the area of being a vocal producer heavily yeah being the guy that comes in and sits down with the vocalist and they work through all the lyrics they work through all the lines uh like melody lines and counter melody and lyrical lines and he sits down and he tracks all of it and stacks all of the layers with the vocalist or whoever needs to be doing those layers But Josh is the guy that sits down and makes all of that happen and makes all of that sound the best as possible. So if he's going to be that guy, he really needs to have a couple different things, really, when you think about it. He needs to have a good do-it-all mic. He needs to have one really good flexible mic. And um, or like, you know, not necessarily like a do it all, but a a mic that is really good in a lot of different scenarios that is of a very high quality, Um, but still doesn't quite do everything, does what he needs. And then the last thing that he would probably need, and he's not even at this point yet, probably, but like the mic that is his sauce that he feels that he loves the most or, you know, something that he needs for a specific character. Yeah. See how I kind of look at it. It's like a spectrum. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I'd like to look at it as really, you have like the dark, you know, indie folk mics, mm-hmm. like a U 47. For those who don't know, like if you want to know what one of those sounds like, just think of Frank Sinatra. Yeah. If you want to touch any other mic. Um, it's very big, it's very round, it's very soft. Um, good for deep voices. Great for deep voices. I think it's also pretty good for high voices because it kind of gives that it body is. and that softness yeah. to the top end is for really sure. interesting. Um, so that's like on the dark side of things. Mm-hmm. Then you have your middle ground, which is where I would toss like a U87. Um, a lot of the, um, you know, maybe not legendary microphones that you see on the market are probably going to fall in that middle ground Mm -hmm. um where they aren't super super bright but then they also aren't super super dark 
Um, so that's where you'll see like your Chandler mics, your Mojave mics, your, um, I don't even know what else. And then we're just going to move into the top end, which mm-hmm. is going to be like the ideal pop vocal mic, yep. which is going to be your Manly Reference, your Sony uh, Telefunken 251, yeah. uh, Sony C800. Now, all these mics that we're mentioning are expensive. Uh, chances are, if you don't know what they are, you probably aren't ready for one yet. I mean, the mics that I'm looking at start at three grand. And I think the most expensive one that we mentioned so far is around twenty Sony? grand. Uh, since they stopped making the C eight hundred G. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it's the Sony is the most expensive one that is on that list. Yeah, and so I don't know how much the Chandler is. Uh, Chandler, they're actually pretty cheap. The TG, which is actually something I'm still considering, I just haven't got to mess with one in person yet. Mm-hmm. It's only eighteen fifty. Um, the red is just under five yeah so yeah, yeah. So it's a lot <laughs> but but we're still we're talking above four like a four grand minimum really basically besides the manly and the u87 but um yeah and that i mean that really depends on if you go ai or if you go vintage yeah if you go vintage <laughs> so um to kind of put things into perspective here the whole outlook that we're coming from is that one you do not need expensive gear to get great results. I just admitted that. Mm-hmm. Expensive gear simply makes your life easier. And if you're going to be sending out tracks to mix engineers, you have to make sure that what you're giving them is the best that you can possibly give. Mm-hmm. Two, you don't need expensive gear. However, I feel like once you hit a certain threshold in price, you should probably be probably be tracking on something better than a $500 mic. Yep. Um, you know, unless if you're doing metal where everybody just uses an SM7, which I think yep. is a huge mistake. And I don't <laughs> know. Wh- the only reason why that mic's popular is because it's cheap. Um, it's cheap and it does, and it takes really high SPL and you don't have to worry about potentially breaking it. Yeah. I mean, you know, what's crazy though. I was, uh, doing a good old scrum into this mic and it sounded sounded saucy oh dude yeah i i think and i've used 87s and that uh mojave um 200 to track screams before that mojave takes screams really well it's a very smooth mic yeah it's really cool for screams Um, it it kind of has a similar characteristic to the 7b in that way yeah uh back on topic here so we have your low range microphones sm7b is probably the best thing you could buy for under 500 dollars, unless if the slate mic goes on sale um other than that i know that the it's the aston is it spirit or origin i think it's whatever the more expensive one is that one actually sounds pretty cool i would still just get an sm7 um the issue with those mics is you need a cloud lifter to use them and they require a ton of eq to sit right um yeah but that's okay because it's cheap and it still sounds good and it's not overly sibilant and you can compress it to death you can well you kind of have to compress it to death yeah uh-huh. that's what i was gonna say but it depends like and really it's like in your genre of music it like so generally used in metal or aggressive indie rock rock or it's very popular in the rap game yeah uh the low end yeah, because of the low end and for like the body of the vocal, and they like compressing their vocal. They like their vocal to be in your face, very spitty. Right. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, I know that Dua Lipa tracked like a few songs on her latest record on an SM7 sitting on mm-hmm. Ian Kirkpatrick ian kirkpatrick's uh couch which and is literally cool. all of billy um, eilish's stuff was a 7b no it wasn't yeah it was no it wasn't yeah it was it was a tlm 103 no for the for the not for the record for the ep or for the mixtape oh well i'm not that big of a fan i just for the one that... for the one that she uh where I go, oh, it's the it's the Casey record, but worded differently. It's like where we go, where we're where do I go when I'm snoozing? No, um, no, 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 no. That's the record. That's the one that she yeah. tracked. That's the one with that the one. TLM 103. Yeah. Anyway, don't, don't um, smile at me. So is the one you have your low end microphones that can still sound pretty good. Yeah. Then you have your mid range, which is going to start right around a thousand bucks. Um, and yeah, I'd say to, I'd say you could dip down into like. 700 for some of the mid-range stuff i mean yeah tlms are pretty mid-range yeah yeah they definitely are um and so there's a lot of great options in that range too you have the mojave mics you have the low end neumanns um i mean between those two you should be good seven honest with you i think if you learn how to use a low-end microphone really well there's no need for a mid-range mic Mm -hmm. in that price range because a lot of those mics aren't going to be too much better um for instance a warm audio u87 clone just beat out a ma200 on a song i did yeah which is crazy because the 200 is literally 1200 dollars, and the warm audio mic was 600 and that's not mm-hmm. even the new redesign that just dropped last week yeah that was with the, the better and but the better internal stuff so yeah and you're gonna gain a lot by learning how to make cheap mics sound really good for sure it, it, you'll gain a lot and well, then and once you move up to something nicer you're gonna be like oh my gosh this is so easy yeah well you're um, gonna learn what not to do and what to do and then you'll respect what a good mic sounds like even more right right and um then you have like the high-end mics like three thousand plus and what um you have to watch out for is that there's actually a lot of clones meaning that it's these other companies that basically just copy these classic designs and like if you listen to like the bach audio ones like no offense to them but i think that they sound horrendous Mm -hmm. um and they aren't cheap either you know it's like a real ud a real u47 is what 9500 bucks or something like that yeah and the clone that they're selling is five thousand dollars so you're only saving four grand and it sounds horrendous and and it sounds nothing like the real thing i was gonna say and really once you get up to that amount of money what's saving up just for a little while longer to get the real thing and we're gonna get to that a little bit later or get a microphone that's doing its own thing in that price range really well like the chandler red same price sounds phenomenal one of the best mics i've ever heard very unique sound could be a part of your arsenal that makes you kind of sets you apart with your vocal sound right and um yeah so it's like that's the one thing i was running into it's like you get really confused when you start looking at mics so it's easy to just pick something and stick with it Mm -hmm. and um yeah a lot of the clones really aren't worth it i would say besides the golden age stuff that's the those are the only mics i heard that seem to really make me think these guys know what they're doing and Mm -hmm. they're a lot 
cheaper than the bot clones. They're yeah. 1800 bucks for a 251 or a U47 clone. And that is a huge price difference and they sound incredible. Um, you know, another thing to consider as well is that whenever you're buying a mic, you shouldn't be buying it for the brand name. And like in a way you should because you want nice things, right? Yeah. But you should never buy a microphone because you think that artists care. Artists don't care what they're singing into. The mic I'm speaking into right now is the same mic that Oak Felder tracks Sorry Not Sorry on. Um, and that was a hit. That was a full-on hit. And yep. it was tracked on an $800 microphone. Because the Blackbird 251 model sounded really good on Demi's voice. Which is why I'm always going to keep this mic around. Um, yeah. You know, but then on the other hand of things, most people won't touch anything in the top 40 world unless if it has one of those familiar names because they're tried and true. Yeah. But no, you know, for the most part, artists on our level, they aren't going to walk in and be like, uh, it's not a Neumann. <laughs> I can't use that. If they do, you don't want to work with them. Yeah. And if they do, you don't accept them as a client because the truth is, is that if you learn one thing really, really well, it'll do more for you than a $10,000 mic. Yep. Um, so, so here's yeah, what I'd like to do. That's kind of where I'm at right now. It's like, make sure you're buying an, an expensive piece of gear to make your life easier and mm-hmm. to give your artists a better product. And you never is- buy something because you think it will give you clients, which if you go on the forums, like gear slots, like, it's absurd. Like I was trying to find I was trying to find comparisons between the U87 and then the TLM67 mm-hmm. because they're very similar. You know, yeah. it's like the TLM it's a 67 but it's fet, so it's like, well, that means it's pretty close to an 87. Turns out it's not yeah. that close. It doesn't But sound um like in the comments there were guys saying, "Oh uh, yeah, well, no, I mean, no one's going to come work with you because you have a TLM 67. It's not a real 67, and it's also not an 87. You know, I mean, you you want to have that 87 up on your website so artists will see that and come work with you. And it's like, we both charge more than those guys do. Guaranteed. Neither of us have a Neumann mic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. I, I I think that's a I think that's a really good point of obviously gear will not make you successful and gear will not bring you clients. But another thing that you said that I want to reiterate is the fact of make your make, if you buy expensive gear, so let's, so caveat, if you buy expensive gear, if you find yourself in a place where you're like, I am ready to drop three grand, four grand on a microphone, right? That is a big caveat for a lot of people. Rightfully so. That's a lot of money. But if you're if you're finding yourself like in a specific situation like Josh, where he is specifically working on vocals, they need to sound really good and they need to fit a lot of different genres. But they also need to compete with the um, charted like top 50, top 200 billboard like radio stuff. There's a level of quality expected there. All right. So you're you're getting into that situation. Do your research and make sure that the mic is going to work for you. 
don't just buy a mic because it's a very what your expensive favorite producer uses. Yeah, don't buy a mic just because it's a fancy mic that's expensive with a good name and yeah. you've seen a bunch of producers that work on your favorite records use it. Yeah. Jo- so Josh went down for a instance, rabbit hole. <laughs> you have to figure out what kind of sounds are harder for you to get. Yeah. For me, it's harder for me to get smooth mid forward vocals because you know i'm doing indie rock i'm doing like the whole oliver tree vibe where it's a combination of everything i'm writing Mm -hmm. a grunge record right now and then on top of that i'm doing like emo pop music so Mm -hmm. it's like most of what i do is not a super scooped pop sound which honestly my slate mic does very well who knows i might get this mic and still be tracking this at the same time for Whenever I do want to go for a scoop pop sound, I yeah. have it right out of the box with this microphone. I mean, I just did it today. It was like, oh, well, the chorus needs to kind of sit on top of every... I'm almost clipping. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, guys. Getting too close. Um, <laughs> so it happened today. I was like, oh, yeah, in the chorus, because I was using the 49 model because it has a bit of a bump in the mid range and I like it. Yeah. And then in the chorus, I was like, this needs to sit on top of everything. And I simply just flipped on the C800 model and it fit instantly. So I might still use an $800 microphone over a $3,200 mic. I very well might do that. Because it fits. At certain times. But I know for the most part, 90% of the time that I boot up. Hey everyone, I wanted to tell you about a great company called That Pitch. Have you ever had some leftover song ideas you just didn't know what to do with? Or maybe you needed to flex that writing muscle, but you still need to get paid. Enter That Pitch, a sync licensing company that pitches your productions directly to their exclusive list of clients. That Pitch has already paid out over $120,000 to its members since October of 2020. They provide production advice, business training, and other resources to make your songs better. Go to thatpitch.com to sign up and use the code HANGOUT for 20% off your monthly or yearly subscription. My DAW, I'm going for this specific sound, and this is the one mic that I kept going back to through my mm-hmm. research. If I want that super polished pop vocal sound, then I have the mic. And if I'm making enough money off of it, then I'll go buy a reference C. Exactly. Know? And but I don't need that, that right now. <laughs> that's the other thing is, so tell people all about the about the uh, the mic shootout thing because I thought that was super cool. I didn't know they that Sweetwater did that. So if you go on Sweetwater's site, they have a fifty mic shootout. They don't do as many mics as I wish that they did. Um, and it's really interesting because for those of you who are looking for microphones, most of the time that you see comparisons, they will run the mics completely dry with no compression, no EQ. And I think that that's bad because if you're in any sort of modern genre, I mean, there's times where there could be 30 dBs of gain reduction on the vocal by the time it's mastered, you Mm -hmm. know, if not more, if you're doing metal. Yep. So it's like, why would you compare two microphones completely dry? It makes no sense because where you start hearing problem areas in a microphone is the more that it gets compressed. So... Um, they let you download like a hundred and four tracks because they have a male vocal and then they have a female vocal and then they give you stereo tracks to play along with them. And I went through and I over compressed every single microphone. Well, first I listened dry and picked out the ones I didn't like. And then, man, I'm burping over here. So much carbonation. 
All right. So <laughs> I just clipped the mic again. It's nice. so loud. And uh, so I went through and I over compressed everything to hear all the problem areas. And a lot of microphones that I was recommended to check out, I ended up hating. A lot of microphones I thought I hated and I didn't want, I ended up liking a lot. And a lot of the microphones that are that you see on Top 40's releases still sounded fantastic. There's a reason and that so they're there. I recommend everybody downloads that and gives it a shot because yeah. it helped me out a lot. It confirmed for me that the U87 is still the sound that I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. It also confirmed for me that I do not want a Bach clone at all. Yeah. It also confirmed for me that the Mojave mics are very nice, but out of the box, they just don't sound how I want them to. Mm-hmm. And it also confirmed for me that I don't want an even more expensive microphone. I tried the U47 FET. I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. I don't like how the top end sits. I like mics to be darker but still have the little top end bump, if that yeah. makes sense. I want it to sound like a modern microphone but also be mid-forward. Um, U47 FET didn't work out. Um there was one more mic that I was checking into as well that didn't work out. I can confirm, though, that the Telefunken mics that are technically clones of the vintage ones, yeah, those still sound almost identical to the ones that were made, you know? almost yeah. we're, we're approaching 100 years at this point, which is crazy. They still sound identical, which is why they're 10 grand. And um, I could confirm that the Reference C is the most crystal clear microphone that I think I've ever heard. And, and the dude, there's a reason um, that like, the U87 is my mic. Like that's yeah. the sound that I want. <laughs> there's a reason that that a lot of R&B singers use the reference C because it's that crystal clear soaring sound. Yeah, and a lot of uh, like radio rock guys do too. Yeah, they want that vocal to sit on top, exactly. which is cool. Like I feel like in in rock, you know, it's either the U87, sometimes the U67, and then the reference C. Which is funny because mm-hmm. the reference C is the cheapest out of all those, especially if you're looking at vintage mics. Yeah. Um, but, yeah so that so really gives the show that Manly knows how to make a fantastic microphone. Dude, I love Manly stuff just in general. But what I was going to say was, yeah, go to the website. We'll we'll have it linked if you want to. If you don't want to Google search and try to find it, we will we will link to it in uh, the show notes of this episode. But take it download it mess with it especially if you're new i actually it is essentially a requirement if you are new to audio to do this so that you can see go look up what the microphone looks like and then listen to it so that you know kind of what it sounds like on a vocal kind of what it sounds like on a male vocal and a female vocal right josh wasn't looking for a female vocal microphone but you might be a tracking engineer and you might need to prep yourself for both options, right? Yeah. Okay. And then it's also interesting because you're able to see that price has no correlation at all to the final outcome. Mm-hmm. I 100% mean that because I'll tell you what, out of all of the microphones under like the $2,500 mic, my slate mic sounds better than I'd say almost all of them. And this is this comes to another conversation of that slate mic the ml1 slate mic 
for the price of I I think it's still a thousand dollars new. It's eight hundred without the preamp, and it's without 1, the preamp. With the preamp. Okay, so let's look on. I'm gonna M O one microphone on reverb. I'm pulling it up right now. No, no, no don't do that because if you buy it used, then I don't believe that they could. They might be able to transfer the software to you. They do. But Some if whoever do. you're buying off of doesn't do that, then you have to pay three hundred dollars for the yeah. pack for the you microphones. Have to you have to check, obviously. Um, so, like, if you just want the microphone and you just want a really clear microphone, you can get it for six ninety eight. Like that's dirt cheap. Uh, yeah. But I would uh, once again, I I agree with Josh. Like I would, this is something. This is a situation where I would just either wait for a sale to buy it new, or just buy it new outright. You don't need their preamp. Josh doesn't use their preamp. I know a lot of people that just, especially if you have universal audio interfaces, just use the mic into the interface and it works fine. So here's a pro tip. I I kind of went down the rabbit hole of how does gain staging affect this microphone and i noticed if i run the mic hot like on loud parts i'm running into the yellow then Mm -hmm. the emulation gets very cloudy and it could sound almost grainy Mm -hmm. but if i run the mic pretty quiet it has such a low noise floor that i don't mind running it quiet at all yeah then um the emulation comes out crystal clear and you could hear a bigger difference between each microphone and also i mean Typical condenser mic etiquette is stay for way sure. farther away than how I'm talking into it right now for this podcast. For sure. So, um, but for the money, at the eight hundred dollar price mark, I do not think there is a mic under three thousand dollars that could beat it. Yeah, there is. There for is. the flex, for the flexibility of it, I, I think. It's the $1,500 uh, Sphere by uh, Townsend. Okay. It, which is UAD specific. So you, you okay, can yeah, use that's, that modeling that's microphone UA, if but, you're on UAD. Yeah, but that's apparently UAD Apparently those emulations even sound better than this. To me, I think 1500 is a bit much for a modeling mic. It is. That's it's the other issue. Like, to me, like a modeling mic is a utility. It's to use, you know, you toss this next to your main microphone. So if you need a different sound somewhere... Yeah. This is what saves you. So you know, that's it's your that's, backup. <laughs> that's the thing. It for the price. That's what I'm saying. For the price, mm-hmm. this microphone cannot be beaten for under that under that amount of money is what I'm saying. Because yeah. it doesn't make sense to buy a modeling microphone over a thousand dollars, in my opinion. I, I don't think that it would be worth it. If so, this and to be a hundred percent honest with you, if I paid full price for this, it would even be kind of pushing it for me however yeah. i do have to say it does does pop vocals flawlessly <laughs> exactly so, dude well and really it can do complain. it it can do a bunch of different style of things one thing we were talking about it's great for background vocals mm-hmm. because what you can do is you can especially if you're if this is the only mic that you have right and you get that vocal that main vocal sounding amazing and you have all these background vocals like harmonies or just layers or doubles or something. And you want them to sound just like a little bit different to thicken it up. Instead of going and EQing and compressing a bunch, go through all of your mic 
locker, the digital mic locker on your on your slate bundle. Some of those will actually do something better than you could do EQing and compressing, and it'll get you there faster, and it'll sound more full. Yeah, and so, you know, whenever you're switching through, you know, on top of that, things like backing up from the mic and Mm -hmm. changing your character, so you're singing in a different voice, that Mm -hmm. will give your background vocals a ton of depth, and that's something that took me almost a decade I'm, learn, I'm just thinking so. i'm just thinking of stuff that's already tracked if you're in like a oh yeah if you're like in a mixing scenario well i i just used this whole mic for a song uh, a couple of days ago and i was mixing it today and so the intro is the um is a telefunken 251 the pre-chorus goes into a neumann 49 is it m49 right i don't know my vintage microphones too yeah. too well um but yeah it goes into a 49 and then in the chorus i have it on a c800 which on its own is too bright for me but in this song on this voice it's yeah so that's that's the other thing you can and what we're talking about here is software this is a mic that runs into your interface dry and that you use software to model different microphones digitally within your computer so yeah. what Josh is able to do is take one vocal take and decide, oh, well, the intro needs to sound a little bit darker. So I'm going to use a different model on it. And then the pre-chorus needs to sound a little bit more thick in the mid-range, maybe, or a little brighter. Use a different model for that. And the chorus, obviously, because of the mic choice that he used, he needed it to sound very pop vocal, very bright, very breathy, very airy. So he picked a different microphone that sounded a little more that. But he was able to, within the computer, without having to set up a bunch of different mics or make sure all are on, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, taking the extra time and having... I mean, the collection of microphones you just named would have cost you thirty to $50,000 to own. I mean, at a minimum. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, like- at a minimum. Like a like a vintage two fifty one, if it's working, is a good you know twenty grand, and then you have a C eight hundred G, which is now twenty grand, and yep. then you have a uh, then you got to um the forty nine is probably at least ten or fifteen, right? It's, I think it's like ten, yeah, maybe. So yeah, you're looking at like fifty grand. So <laughs> that's a house. Yeah, so, that's a little house. <laughs> but but Josh was able to do it with an eight hundred dollar microphone, and it right. gave his song a little more character, a little more movement different feel made in mind it's not about copying the microphone to a t it's about having different options for different voices and um you know so far it saved me a couple times it's great to have even when i get the u87 um you know i another reason why i'm getting a fet mic is so i could travel with it um without having to worry about a tube power supply to go along with it which is always cool for sure and i'll still probably take along the slate mic just in case you know it, yeah. I mean, it's like a bottle of water. I could put it in the, could put it in my backpack where the water bottle goes. <laughs> so I think on the end here, I just want to toss out some recommendations for people. So let's do like recommendations for beginners. Micro, we're all gonna just talk microphone wise. Recommendations for beginners. Recommendations for. I don't know. Let's do like amateur, like people that are like 
coming into the like, like where they're starting to be like, hey, maybe I need something a bit nicer. Or yeah, like um, yeah. they're starting to make money. Like they're it's like their part time job or their like uh, yeah. side hustle, right? right? So they're they're in that mood where it's like, I'm charging for this, I'm making some money, but it's not my full time job. Yeah, and then the people that will we'll go like. I would say intermediate because most experts like can do their own whatever, like they know kind of what they need. But I would say let's go intermediate where it's that level of like people that are kind of where we are. Yeah. You know, people that kind of where we are, where it's like I am looking into a more expensive mic, but I need to be really particular about what I get. Yeah. I don't have I don't have a bunch of money to drop three thousand dollars. I already know mine. Okay, so go go your go your beginner mic. All right, my beginner mic is an SM7B. Okay. 100%. Okay, so I have two beginner mics because uh, I want to go, like, first mic, and then I want to go, like, uh, just one step up. Uh, I will definitely recommend You Can't Beat It for the Price, the Audio-Technica AT2020. Um, they are... They're they're a little sibilant sometimes, but they're also very good on a bunch of different sources. Uh, if you're in, if you're going for vocals, they're pretty solid. They're also only a hundred dollars. See, that's that's the other issue. Uh, they're they're very cheap, so it's kind of hard to beat that. It's the best mic in that range. If you're looking for like, if you're still like three four hundred dollars is too much. To me, that's like gonna be the mic that you're gonna go for on that sub a hundred dollar level. Second, secondly, I agree with Josh. SM7B, get a cloud lifter, um, because it it was the thing that changed the game for me with using this mic. I kind of hated it up front, and then having a cloud lifter made it so much more usable to me. I'm selling it. Dude, it'll uh, yeah. Josh is selling his. I'm selling it eliminated. Mine. It eliminated the noise floor for me. Like there, is, I I have zero noise now. Um, it's amazing for what it is. Uh, I do not use it on everything, and actually, I use it on. I mainly have it for screaming and rap vocals. I I used mine on a kick drum, and it was the only time I was happy with the like. I used it on a snare, and I loved it on this snare. You know what? Sam mics up his basement with an SM7. It sounds yeah. insane, yeah. dude. On bass guitars, that sounds great. It's and really good for instruments. I don't like too. it yeah. on vocals because it's just not. There's not enough detail. But um, so, so yeah, that's yeah. your like. That's your like good. There's a couple. Op- there's two options there. If you if you're like super and you're like I don't want to drop a ton of money, like I'm looking for less than a hundred dollars. AT twenty twenty, my opinion. Um. I'd say an AT4040. Aren't they only like 250 bucks? Let me look. AT4040, it's 300 bucks. 300 bucks. At that point, you might as well just get a 7B, so, in my opinion. Yeah. You might as well get a 7B if you're going to go that close. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, you um, could get a used SM7B for the same price. Yeah. Plus then a you still lifter. need a cloud lifter. So technically the SM7B is like a $500 microphone. Yeah. 
I mean, basically. that's kind of what it is. For, and to me, it's like, I mean, get whatever you can afford, mm-hmm. but like you should ultimately try to get at least get an SM7 to learn on because exactly. Well, you need to. It, it works on just about everybody, and you can EQ it, and it'll teach you a lot about how to EQ things and how vocals sit in a mix. And how to compress because you and have to, to compress, compress these yeah. well. You have to learn to compress these well in order yeah. for them to sound good. The other issue is if you are a mix engineer, I highly recommend you getting a 7B. Like highly, highly, highly. If you even if you never track vocals, and you're a mix engineer, get an SM7B because everybody's going to be sending you vocal. You tracks are that is every vocal that you if you are only if you're charging like there's a certain level even at higher levels man like every other vocal you're going to listen to is probably going to have been tracked on an sm7b so it is really good for you to know how to manipulate it how things need to be tracked and if somebody's self-producing and you're mixing you can give them recommendations on placement uh other things they might need to buy stuff like that yeah um so my intermediate mics are gonna be the slate mic and then the warm audio wa87 and the warm audio wa47 now we'll go 251 yeah so warm audio makes clones but they actually make really good clones and the reason why they're really good is because they have the same characteristics as the mic that they're cloning but then they also aren't more than a thousand dollars w87 is a clone of the mic that i'm going to be getting it's six hundred dollars they just did a redesign of it i honestly really liked the first version of it too um it could sound a little cheap in the top end it's okay i grew up on cheap gear i know how to get rid of s sounds yeah um slate mic we talked about that a whole bunch and then the 251 clone 251s are very good for female vocals and for pop music in general um i heard their clone i was actually pretty stoked on it so my options let's see my options would probably be the slate mic obviously you know we've sung its praises i definitely think that that is one of the best that that is the best mic for the money until you start getting up to crazy high numbers and even then it is the most flexible mic bar none um the my other mic in that price range and the the intermediate whatever price range or you know is a neumann tlm 103 I am very partial to this mic because I have used it a lot and I know how it sounds. Um, so I, uh, an extra thing, I work at a, one of the studios that I work out of, I get hired in, to engineer out of, is a, is a vocal studio um, in Durham, North Carolina, but they primarily do um, acapella music. So like, raw vocals are their thing um they use a lot of tlm 103s in that studio that's uh, interesting to me it yeah and they, it they really use the, is because the vintage I, um, 80, the vintage I 87 like, i feel like that use. mic is really good without it being processed that's why it sounds so good for mm-hmm. billy eilish 
and yeah you know, that would make sense well, for acapella but exactly like once that mic gets compressed it could be a little little tough so they yeah it can be but i really do like it i think it's because it sounds good just with nothing on it like it just sounds good yeah like it's easier to get there exactly you know? it, i can yeah. i can get there faster and another really interesting thing about it um if you are into acapella music and it's something that you want to do tlm 103 is amazing for beatboxing really? there's so much low-end information it takes the uh like the kick drums that you do with your mouth really well that's interesting um it's got a good bit of like that low mid like 150 i to am three. filming a podcast mother <laughs> wow man this is what i get for being in between places to live right now i'm like know, in right? my 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 mom turned my old like this is the room where like i grew up learning music mm-hmm. and she turned it into her dressing room nice it's okay you're fine <laughs> that's staying in that whole thing uh, is staying in let's go i anyway. can't wait to show everybody the new stew i know right i'm really stuck i'm really stoked for it dude um but yeah tlm 103 is like mine it is surprisingly versatile it sounds really good on guys and girls uh it works really well for any kind of hi-fi music so it doesn't work great for indie music unless it's indie pop um but any kind of pop music or any kind of very high fidelity music it works really good yeah um yeah, those would be mine. Slate Mike and a, and a Neumann TLM 103. Cool. And then I think kind of like where we're at right now, I would say I would go with... This is kind of where I'm at right now. I don't want a 47, and I also don't want a 251. Yeah. <laughs> but if I was looking for a 47 or a 251, I would get one of the Golden Age clones. Because I, like, side by side... They are the only clone that I've heard that sounds like the Telefunken. And they're 1700 bucks, 1800 bucks, just crazy. Um, that's the, those are the only mics that I could really think of. The other ones would be, you know, like a U87 Ref C. That's it. Yeah, I'm thinking, so for me, I would say from what oh, I've used. Oh, 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 Chandler TG microphone. Yeah. That one. That's, See, I've that's never, the I've only never other used one. That one. That's also 1800 or something like that. Yeah, I've never used that one. I am probably going to say there's a couple Soyuz microphones that I'm interested in that I've used before. Those things are neat. They're pretty cool. They also have like a very specific sound, so that's the only thing that's kind of keeping me away from them. Oh, yeah. um, the U87 is so classic. It's hard for me to justify not putting that on a list for me. I'm also a sucker for a Neumann. I've also used a U87 a lot. Um, so I know what it, I've used the AI and the, the vintage. So yeah. I know I know both well. Yeah. The only other thing that I'm actually I'm genuinely considering. I mean, I pretty much made up my mind on the U87. The one clone I heard, I didn't really like. Mm-hmm. Um the only other microphone I'm actually considering is the Chandler TG microphone because it has um, voicings like the 4787 and then the FET 47. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, I don't want a 47 at all, but it could have the same 
functionality is the slate mic well hey it might save me some time and it only gets five star reviews everywhere so i think i'm gonna order one try it out and then if i hate it i'll send it back and yeah the, i mean that's that's the other that's the other positive you can always buy one try it out send it back get your money back yeah or Pretty i'll just like, like order both of them and do a shootout and then send one back yeah mm-hmm. no that that's that's a good move i i think so i'm trying to think of all the mics that I used, um, I was a sucker for a. I'm trying to make sure. Uh, the 67. Oh yeah, the, the U67. Dude, that microphone is so cool. It, it is, is so cool, and it is to be honest very with you, cool. If I was making Buku bucks, I would order a 67 instead. Yeah, I, I am, it's one of those that I'm like, I really like a lot. It is also V expensive. Yeah. There's seven grand for a new one. Yeah, I know. Um, but that's one of those things where it's like, I would buy it and then I would never, I would probably never need another microphone ever. And what's interesting about this 67, it's very much in between. So if you're if you're in that price range where you can afford to blow that kind of money, um, then you know th- that's that's a great yeah. mic. You know, and because it's, gonna do it's a in lot. between a 47 and an 87. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. It's going to do a lot. Yeah, um, you could do a lot with that microphone. Yeah, that and that's kind of why I'm thinking um, I might need it. But also, I have to think about like my client base and who I'm working with. Um, for some reason, well, I know why. It I end up tracking a lot of girl vocalists because I'm in a band with a girl vocalist. So um, that's kind of part of it. So I'm trying to figure out like where that sweet spot is going to be for me. I also need to figure out what works well with her voice. I know an 87 works well with her voice, so that's why I'm leaning towards that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's some others. But I think if I was going to go big money, a six, I'd get a 67. Yeah, they're cool mics. I yeah. I mean, I don't know. I still think like in a perfect world, I would just have an 87 and a Ref C, and that's it, because I don't see myself doing anything that I would really need a 47. But if I needed one, I would just get a clone that sounds close enough. Yeah. And um, like that's like that's like best case scenario like your boys winning grammys yeah like, yeah exactly I, I exactly. still wouldn't have anything crazy because the honest truth is i don't need anything crazy exactly and i think yeah a a potential would be a ref a reference c for me but i'm not sure because i've not ever i've i've not used it extensively i've used it once on one guy uh who had a lower voice so it didn't really work on his mic on that mic so I would have to try it out a couple different times, but one other thing talking about all these microphones, it kind of, it's all kind of like here or there. We're getting into nuance of, we are looking for a specific thing and we're trying to make good music faster. We're trying to get to the end product a little bit quicker. Yeah. And that's where the, spending the more money on the more microphones kind of comes in yeah and i feel like you know i mean shout out to the six figure home studio you know they're part of the reason why we're even here right now mm-hmm. but um they never really talked about gear because they were all about well you know it's not about the gear 
you know, gear won't build your business, which they're absolutely correct on. Very true. But I feel like there's not enough resources really guiding people towards the right gear. Because if it wasn't for that advice that I was just given by Matt Rad and Matt Beckley, then I probably would have went through a dozen different microphones, you know? Yeah. Because in my head, it's not, you know, it's always looking for that compromise. And sometimes it's not about compromise. Sometimes it's about getting what you actually want, mm-hmm. you know, get the microphone that you want, but then don't get those $4,000 speakers, dude. Exactly. Are you mixing? They, no. Yeah. Then it doesn't, Benny yeah, Blanco still it. has rockets. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> you know, I but here's know the that, deal. Actually. Benny Blanco has a reference C. And a Chandler TG uh, preamp running into a UA1176, but he has $250 monitors because he doesn't mix and he knows how they sound. Yeah, there you go. And I think that's the key is when you make purchases, making purchases that you know that are going to go further. And if you need to spend the money, get the thing. Don't get the thing that sounds like the thing that you want. Just go get the thing that you want if you can afford it. Yeah, or even worse, the thing that is almost as expensive as the thing that you want, but doesn't sound like the thing that you want. Yeah, exactly. It just like, looks like it. Just yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a great great point. Like, go get the thing, go get the exact thing that you yeah. want. And and that's a huge selling point on microphone clones. Is hey, it looks like it, and it kind of sounds like it. But then you put them in a mix side by side, and the other one sounds like it has a Chinese capsule in it. You know. Yeah, exactly. Do and this is the other thing that Josh learned. Do your research. Do your research because I started out thinking that I wanted an 87, but there had to be a compromise. And I almost fell for two different compromises until I got my hands on dry stems of them and I realized these aren't anything like what I want. Yep. So, on that note, I think it's been a good conversation, man. We've been yeah. going for a for a hot I have minute. To go, I have I to know. go uh co write. Yeah, I was so. gonna say I know you gotta I know you gotta go write. Um so I'm gonna go do I think that. Yeah. I think it's uh, been a good good little dude, good, nice, I need to dude. stop with the carbonation while I we're know, doing bro. podcasts. I know, dude. Uh can you bleep little... all those all my burps out no. so it sounds like I'm nope. saying bad things? Ron uncut, man. Dang, dude. Um Damn, do that to me. <laughs> um we uh I think had a good little conversation about microphones learned a couple things if you guys have any questions hit us up we're always down to talk to you through you know choice options yeah what it comes and down if to you don't is... have the patience tldr buy what you want unless if you're doing it so people think you're cool <laughs> that's basically that's what the whole entire <laughs> hour-long conversation was about that was the point <laughs> buy, buy what's going to be best for you don't go overboard for sure. Don't go overboard. Don't go overboard. <laughs> and buy what's going to help you make music the better. Next podcast is going to be Josh actually bought a Telefunken U47. <laughs> Here's the story of how I bought a $10,000 microphone. Yeah. Get, buy the thing that's going to help you make music better. Exactly. On that note, we're out. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you next time. Bye. And that's it for this episode of the Home Studio Hangout Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Please check us out on your favorite podcasting platform. Leave a review. It helps the show so much. Uh, Kind of get out there for new people to find. Uh, If you want to watch this, if you aren't already, uh, check us out on YouTube by searching Home Studio 
hang out. Uh, and thank you so much again for giving us your time and your attention. And remember, keep on creating. Keep on creating.